In economic news, the American Secretary of Treasury, Stephen Munchen, recommends all national and theme parks drain their aquariums, fountains, wells, and ponds to reclaim discarded change as a means to invigorate the floundering economy. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we welcome you back to another week of fun and frivolity where we are going to discuss pizza. A lot mm. of pizza. All the pizza. Which isn't so surprising much. considering that's what you do f- to earn your keep, Michael, is make decent pizza? No. Passable pizza? Huh. Yes. Passable say, when you're um, blackout drunk at 3 a.m. Oh, so, so you're the Filibertos of the, the pizza chains. Oh, yes, most certainly. Uh, <laughs> Hungry Howie's, at least next to uh, the place that I work at, is the Philly Bees of pizza chains. And in fact, okay. the one that you work at, there is a Philly Bees not even a minute walking from Hungry Howie's. I don't know how you can run that fast, but I, I, I guess that's fair. It's more like a five-minute walk, but I mean, I guess if you're just hauling ass, you could probably get there in a minute. Well, he's my only means of conveyance. I mean, if we're talking about the Democratic Party, I guess we're dragging something along Ooh. behind us. <laughs> oh, uh, mm, political hot takes. See, I'm actually <laughs> impugning both parties now. It is not strictly partisan here. I will impugn everyone. That's fair. They're both worthy of I impugning. I hate everything with equal measure. I hate everyone regardless of other issues. I have been very clear on this for years and years. You know what party I really like, though? There's a party I think it's in Sweden. It's the Pirate Party. Oh, I thought it was the party in your pants. I thought it was the lemon party. Definitely not that one. You should do an episode on that. Shock websites. I would rather not. You already did urine therapy, so we're basically there. (laughs) I'm going to do an episode on Eddie Murphy's, uh, you know, hit single, Party All the Time. (laughs) That would actually be a lot more interesting than uh, on shock websites. You'd assume. (laughs) <laughs> Why would someone so, so, po- so good at being a comedian make something so mediocre? <sighs> Man, don't you impugn that song. It's more popular than our podcast's ever going to get. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Our podcast, since apparently it's mountain So I was thinking about last week and the lethargy that you know besieged me as i attempted to introduce everyone to our good friend uh, and cohort phoenix jones and it occurred to me so i had to work before we recorded and uh i normally wednesdays are kind of the day that i work from home to give myself a bit of a midweek reprieve and i can get my breath and then go back into dealing with the mouth breathing knuckle dragging cousin fuckers that i deal with week by week roll tide Thank you. (laughs) And it had occurred to me that we all need to kind of give ourselves a little bit of tolerance and and grace and endorse how we are dealing with reality presently because there is no stasis that we can get to. Like, our equilibrium is almost perpetually thrown off because even as we're saying like, oh, yeah, 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 things are being opened back up again. We're all falling into a rhythm. It's like we're working from home. We're not working from home. We're changing the way that we do our jobs day to day. Like everything incrementally or monumentally changes almost to the minute. So it's like there is really no way to get a baseline for anything these days. And we were just talking about that as like my schedule, even though I feel like I should be kind of hitting a rhythm now, 
we're just never going to have a rhythm because I'm not really technically doing my job. I'm going around doing mask enforcement in a library, which is just antithetical to what my actual tasks are. You didn't and know that so, your like your security gig in Havasu would uh, come back to haunt you so so bad. Yes, I got paid a lot less to do that job, and I was threatened with firearms as opposed to here, where I'm just threatened by idiots with germs. But I mean, it's no less deadly, uh, which is open to debate. Apparently, if YouTube's to be believed. But John, oh. please continue your oh, point. Boy. Oh no, no, I was gonna say like I, I kind of feel you on that to the point where like. <sighs> I think I've already said it before on the podcast, but one of Becky's friends, and uh, I think she's, I think she listens to our podcast. Anywho, she was saying that your New Year's resolutions do not, you don't have to follow those that strictly this year, and that any any good grace that you you have, you can just take it in stride, and like you don't have to be stringent to the goals that you started before everything kind of went fuck up. <laughs> uh, and it's been a big help for me on days where I've either been under like. Uh, not as enthused or too enthused and let's call that uh binge drinking <laughs> you know like when i'm when i'm sam level drunk and i'm debating calling just a random asshole at like 1 a.m i'm like i made a resolution at the beginning of the year it's like how <laughs> luckily <laughs> um and those are her students <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just wish you weren't such a fuck up with the violence, okay? Cause you could be a lot better. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm best at this and I teach you to be best at later. Listen, bitch. Okay? What, what hand do you bow with? <laughs> this is Timmy. I don't know why you're calling me, Miss Sam. <laughs> oh man. When Sam finally listens to this podcast again <laughs> and two years from now, she's going to be very upset. <laughs> Um, we haven't knocked on her for a while. Now I think about it. Neither is Tony, probably. As I said, we're not Oof. getting into our rhythms these days, gentlemen. <laughs> it's just a lot more difficult to stay on target. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's gotten to the point that I've always, like, in working in craft beer, what I want to do, and I still want to do, is I, I don't want to work with the public at all. Oh, like, stop I, I wanna... adding cheese. Fuck! What? <laughs> I want to go into uh, I want to go into production and like actually just like brew and just work with like a close group of people and just you know do the actual like technical side of things. Okay, so you're and working on that mixtape, exactly. And I'm going to sell it for twenty dollars. And when you finally listen to it and get home, uh, you're going to realize that it's just the blank that's at the the end of the stack and the start of the stack. Which yeah. flames? There's an awesome uh, awesome story from. Two episodes ago on In Separate Rooms, where one of their co-hosts goes into uh, how he got scammed in Seattle by someone, and he did buy a $20 mixtape that was, in fact, blank. <laughs> <laughs> I can never imagine, like, I used to charge people $20 for a CD, and for the ceaseless amount of haranguing, I would get it a register at, again, a chain I did not own. For somebody who's like, how can you guys afford to charge something, you know, this l sort of insignificant that you're going to charge $24 to sell this CD? And I was like, well, you know, we did import it from China. So there's there's that. <laughs> and you are buying it, which means that the price isn't too damn high. So yeah, just, oh, man. And these are the people that would actually ask you to open the CD after they would bought it as well. So you would just sit. I had a whole method down. 
for, you know, I had oh. a guitar pick that I would keep on my necklace that I could then insert into the side of the plastic to rip the wrapping off, huh. take the front cover off, and then run through everything. But yeah, that was a service I had to offer to people is I will unwrap your CDs for you, which was grand. That's so crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to the brewing thing in a second. But you okay. just triggered like a whole thing. I had my own method of opening CDs back in the day too, because you know, you're, you want to get it by the time you're back to your car. Right. Um, or whatever. Um, I ended up doing the, the hinge approach where you would bust yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. You bust it off the hinge and then I would just flip it up. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you just tear the, the label off. But then, yep. but then you got, they started getting way too crafty and they started putting more security tape. Like on the actual, uh, you know, where it opens up, they put two little like security tapes yeah. and it fucked up, fucked up the hinge approach. Oh, anyway. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're saying. You had the, the whole wrapper thing that you had to peel off and then they had tapes on each end of the yeah. disc that you had to peel off each. It was the same thing for video games. Yeah. So if we have any listeners who were not born, you know, after 1998 right now who are listening, we've officially alienated them. Yeah. What a zoomer. It's- Speaking of, I did make a note and I mentioned it to you guys, but it's easy to think that we live on our own little island because, mm-hmm. you know, we're Americans and that's our, that's our America. cross to bear. You know, uh, it's not our fault that we were born in a shit country. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that is literal, you know, first world problems presently. Uh, we're complaining about being born in a country where our bellies are not distended and our eyes aren't crawling with flies right now. True. But anyway, I just wanted to take a quick, uh, quick second to shout out to the people that have been listening to us in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got someone in Australia. We got yeah, that's some you, folks. Liam. Uh, oh, I hello. said I was going to say you said Australia, and I'm like, I got to give a shout out. But don't well, get sand in your vagina right now, Michael. Yeah. Give us a second. Uh, and Liam, just just for you, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll channel your energy. Michael, you're a cunt. Uh, and also, I'd like to thank the people <laughs> listening in the UK and Belgium. It was really cool to see see random and not in, the, in some of those areas. There's like this handful of people. It was really cool to see. Um, but worldwide, I, my friends, <laughs> yes. world star. <laughs> I don't. don't think you say these things. I don't think you know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been entertaining. Like I've been daydreaming while at work, uh, quitting my job, and like immediately going somewhere else like i saw there's an ad or i saw an instagram ad or a post for changing hands bookstore in tempe and they're like hey we're hiring i was like well if i'm already dealing with the public like at least then i could like not have them be drunk you know i i I, the first gig that i ever worked uh i did summer volunteering at public libraries when i was younger and i really enjoyed the work I've Shane, who's a, a a great friend, a life mate, if you will, and you know his his career is, and is in a library. I know so many people, and I was just like, man, this could be it. This could be it. Until, well, I looked at it's the a pay. bar. No, oh. well, I it looked, is actually they do have bars in Changing Hands. In they case, do in you know, the, uh, had... the downtown location, and it's mm-hmm. it's a nice it's a nice bar. Um, it is. And then I had a, a a gal come into the the store last night, and she works at a brewery that I respect. A Galrilla? Galrilla Godot, if you will. Um, Gasp. And she works production. And she's a, she's a packaging tech. So to my mind, what that means is she's just putting the little four pack or six pack holders. She's just assembling the cans and putting them in the flats. And that's what she does for 10 hours a day. Four, she does four tens, three days off. I was like, holy fuck. That sounds amazing right now. And she goes, yeah, it's dog shit pay though. 
like dog shit. In my head, again, I was just like, I would eat the dog shit. You know, I would eat the dog shit. And then I come home and I'm talking to Becky about it. And I'm like, I mean, would this kill us like financially? Like if that happened? And she goes, yeah, yeah, you'd be making substantially less. <laughs> and you'd I don't have make- to buy dog shit in order to eat. <laughs> and I don't make a lot to begin with. Keep in mind, I work at a craft beer bar. And I, I, my two things that I do is the craft beer bar and this podcast. And then when music comes back, music. I, I am very, very fortunate to have somebody that uh, doesn't mind that I'm a colossal fuck up in almost every way. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Shane, I sympathize and I, I feel like I'm in the same ish boat. We don't have to have well, the same I, experiences to be on, on, on the same row. So I, I routinely had joked with Melissa because she was uh, going back and, and was going to school while we first started dating. And the common running theme throughout was that, like, oh, yes, well, I'm enduring this now uh, so that later on you can take care of me in the manner I'd like to become accustomed to. So I will officially either quit my job or I will retire early and make nothing. And then I can just live off your teat for the rest of our, you know, grown lives until I die early from just the inconsolable rage that I have (laughs) brimming in my stomach right now. It's, 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 I can see it on camera. It's a fire inside, and this is not Dark Souls. So, uh, speaking of Dark Souls, though, uh, and our listenership, we had, as John referred to earlier, some, some interesting interactions with the general public <laughs> via our YouTube videos, uh, where during the urine therapy, apparently we had someone who uh, indicated that they heartily believe that uh cough vid is uh made up and uh and uh, anyone who believes it is a floundering dumb fuck and i just want to reaffirm i have never claimed to be anything other than a floundering dumb fuck but i'm also one who is not going to cough himself to death anytime soon so you can sit and spin you silly waste of your mother's sloppy shit running down her thighs mm. uh secondarily yeah. though we did have another individual who also posted with like just a link and the individual was the picture for the profile is a Guy Fox mask. And I forget what the handle was. And I, you know, muted the comment. So it's, it's disappeared from the world. But I was like, I'm not following whatever rabbit hole it is, but it was just a hyperlink with watch this posted next to it. And I went, Oh, yes. So here's the, right you know, someone it. listened to the Instagram, uh, you know, debacle that was our earlier episodes and thought well i can at least get one of these chuckleheads to click this link uh no i have learned from my mistakes friends so i'm not that gullible anymore you know but I, uh, oh sorry go ahead no please continue i was gonna say i haven't been able to do this in a really long time mm. but i'd like to personally hold out my hand to that individual uh the first uh individual and uh call you a fucking beta male cuck <laughs> no, get your fucking life together. Coffin. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what? You know what this person's gonna be? A hundred percent? It's gonna be that, mm. uh, that picture format that I told you, you guys about weeks or months ago, where it's like the first picture is like, oh, coronavirus ain't real. Blah, blah, blah. Dirt don't hurt. <laughs> and then there's gonna be another picture in two weeks where it's like, oh man. This flu is really killing me. This, uh, it's COVID. It's actually, it's pretty tough. And then the third picture is going to be your fucking obituary. And I will laugh. 
I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not sorry. No, I will fucking laugh. And you know what? And we have sort of belabored the point that we don't have the greatest of interaction on our social networking, which I'm going to indicate now. You can find us at. Uh, <laughs> if you're on Facebook, it's going to be facebook.com slash disinformed podcast. You can find us on Instagram at disinformed podcast and on the Twitters at disinformed pod. But uh, we appreciate everybody. And I just want to express to this person who posted on our video, I am really impressed that you have taken the time away from fucking your grandmother in your mother's basement to go over to a keyboard, amble over and attempt to educate us on something that you have no goddamn flying fucking clue about. So thank you for that. I mean, really, from the cockles of my dead heart, I hope that Satan imbues you with the flames of a thousand hells just straight up your asshole. But I, you know, thanks. Keep coasting. We're, we're happy to have the interaction. You'll be, you'll be on your, your deathbed and you'll be looking up at Dr. Fauci and you'll be saying, save me. And he'll look down at you and say, no. <laughs> You're in here with me. <laughs> Do you know on any social media how I know someone is an infinite badass and you should never even try and tussle with them? Not even mm. say a word? It's when their username says anything about being a patriot. Oh. Ooh, yes. Like, there's so many, Bro. like, little Twitter... What's ironic is, I'm going to use the term, and it's a keyboard warrior, and uh -huh. these these quote-unquote patriots are, are the people like... Shut up, you, uh, you know, social, social justice warrior, little hide behind your keyboard, blah, 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 blah. And then they go do the same thing on a different token, like on their, like, they put on their clan hood and just get, get to work. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Melissa and I were also talking about this this week of just like a friend of hers had a post sort of uh, begrudging some folks, uh, their opinions at this point. And they were like, well, if you don't like this country, you can get out. And she's like, in point of fact, I actually can't because we have mismanaged this goddamn thing <laughs> to such a degree that we can't leave this country. No one will take us. So, no, that is not in point of fact the case. You come gardling blunder cunt. And I hope that you just die on your daddy's dick at some point later on this week. You Alabama no account goddamn hick. Anywho, Michael, you were saying. That <sighs> reminds me of an actual funny story involving a person that I will not mention this week, um, but he is a right-wing uh, uh, talking person, demagogue, what have you, named Ben Shapiro. He's a climate denier. And when asked with the question of rising sea levels and, you know, coastal places being flooded and stuff, they were like, well, what do we do with these houses? And he was like, well, just sell them. I don't understand the point. Why don't you just sell your house? Can you can you try a Ben Shapiro voice? Oh, I, I I just don't understand. I feel like my wife should be wet enough, but I just love the Sahara Desert. So just tell, 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 dry. Tell, me tell me this, Michael. Michael, Michael. So tell me this. So if the ocean oh, level is go. rising, much better, and, and you have property on those houses, then why aren't you just trying to sell those houses? Or better yet, if the ocean level is rising and my wife is still dry, how is that even possible? Climate climate change isn't real. Climate change is real. So here's, Come on. here's what's funny about this whole thing. Is one, that was good. applause to you, John, for, for yes. the skill that you just displayed. Uh, for the guy who wanted to claim he's not a voice actor. Uh, yeah, shit. But I love that you told Michael to do a Ben Shapiro impression that immediately sounded just like Michael. He changed nothing. He changed his inflection, I not tried. an iota. You just changed your delivery for one sentence. 
As, as someone that edited all those My Mortal Dramatic readings, I was the weakest link by all accounts. Uh, I, but again, one of the highlights of the entire thing is Fuku. So, <laughs> I, you know, you have Fuku. moments of brilliance. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that pretty much sounds like me. Most of the time, mediocre, mediocre. Yeah. Uh, that. Drink. Yeah. Mediocre. Uh, and then I have, for one, when the planets align, everything comes into focus and I have a shining example of a sentence or a word that just sounds great. And then I go back to mediocrity again, so. All right, Agro, let's talk about the grand convergence later. But, uh, <laughs> what we are going to talk about this week, uh, and the Guy Fox mask is relevant to this conversation Ooh, based doggy. on this. Yeah. Most is of something- the conversations we've had early, like, during this episode have been relevant to this. Uh, it's going to be something that John posited and, and thought would be fun based on the fact that we ran into some of these customers. But Michael, would you like to, uh, you know, give a little tease for what we're going to talk about today? So today we're going to do a multi-parter. I hope only two, but who knows? I depends on how deep I want to go. Um, no, it doesn't. Uh, on QAnon, specifically today, the history leading up to and including Pizzagate. Oh, yes. But, uh, you know, before (laughs) we get too far down into the dirge, uh, I have an interesting thing where we have been doing hypotheticals for long enough now that I have a Shane hypothetical. And this is a bit that I've been holding on to for a while uh, in an attempt to think about like the secondary podcast I was looking at for a while uh, where we would talk to other individuals in the music scene here and mm. kind of have those conversations. But I'm such a goon for high fidelity and we've talked about it on the damn podcast. So this might be something I'll, I'll leaven over into there from time to time. But uh, because of the way I format playlists and things is the high fidelity code and we kind of play to that. I have really always been prone to talking about like the desert island top five, like what you would do if given no other alternative, what are the things that you to your core love and appreciate or want to stick with? And so I was thinking about this the other day based on the fact that I just went down a rabbit hole of Tarantino again for a minute. And uh, Melissa was kind of giving me her overview of like, how many times have you watched this? Well, I was playing uh, NBA 2K for, you know, over the weekend and I had Django on repeat. So I think I probably watched it front to back three times in a row Jeez. while playing through just to have on, you know, something going on in the background so that I'm which listening ex- while I'm playing. Which explains why you are just a Rolodex of quote. Tends to be the case, yes, is that I, I do like to revisit my old friends. So in the course of this, I thought for my typical, you know, Shane's uh, Desert Island top five here. And this is something that, Michael, you might feel I'm trying to alienate you with. But in point of fact, I am actually intrigued. Well, you're alien. Uh, And so I want to get your opinion because you will be something that is somewhat antithetical or contrasting to John and I in this regard. Fair. Because we're both kind of movie goons. So Desert Island Top 5, as you are going to be relegated to some place for the rest of your life, you are allowed to bring... The entire collected works of five different directors. Oh, shit. And that is what I'm, and we don't have to talk about it right now. I can, we can give it a week to marinate, but it's, you know, something that would be interesting. But I would mostly 
be interested one if michael can name five directors is going to be my my primary point of interest here uh, that was the smile i was looking I, for if i think uh, hard enough seth, seth mcfarland is he a director my uh, poor brain uh, uh who's the guy that did south park oh. ben shapiro <laughs> uh Joe Rogan. Oh man, I'm now having a complete brain fart. Thanks. I was I was actually thinking about who they were because, but like I don't I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, I accept the challenge. We we okay. can definitely Trey get into Parker this. Parker and Matt Stone. That's who they are. Bam. Except for you, well that's done. two two of five. Oh, thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, just to make it easier. Since on you. they primarily work together, though, I mean, you do have to kind of lump them in as one choice. I'm afraid he, he counted so. it as two, so I'm going to take nope. it as two. I'm, I, well, oh. I'm, I'm the dungeon master here, so I'm afraid that's not going to fly. Damn. Okay. Speaking of dungeon uh, masters, do you, do you want to get into the QAnon stuff? Oh yes, I just so is this something we want to table and then we'll bring it up for for next episode? I is definitely. That, uh, I need. I need a week. Or, or, or at least maybe okay. by the end of the episode, maybe. Uh, like, let, All right. It, how, how about this? If we end the episode and we feel a little too dirty and it feels like too grimy because I have a feeling that some of this stuff is going to make me not feel too great. It will. Then maybe it'll be a nice like palate cleanser, not just for me, but for the listener to like. Maybe- that was my hope. Yeah, is to, you know, give something that was a little bit more sort of like engrossing as far as like us sharing passions and things that we appreciate before we delve down into the muck and the mire. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good but, to me. Okay, well, then uh we'll we'll get into that uh, at a moment here or maybe later on. But uh, so what we typically do here is our glory segue into our actual topic is we will present a, a random esoteric topic or something that's a little obscure to the general public to one another and to you, the listeners, all, you know, 500,000 of you. And uh, what we will do is, in the course of explaining the, you know, material itself, we will leaven in the occasional lie just to fool one another, and it is then incumbent on the co-hosts to ferret out the fact from the fiction, to separate the wheat from the chaff, and then uh, call it by its name, Scream Posse or Interloper. And uh, that is our, our general run. Unfortunately, though, there are no points for a correct answer, and no one will ever win at this game because we are all perpetual losers, and that is why you love us. So, Mr. Michael, take us away down the steamy and slippery rabbit hole that is... Quinon! Quinon? Okay, First off, everyone should open a drink. Got it. Because you're going to need it. I poured okay. I poured myself a beer before. What are, what, are, what are you guys drinking? Fuck if I know. Um, The Best Brown <gasps> by Bells. Okay. Uh, you would Shane's- be drinking shit for this episode. <laughs> I have a glorious strawberry cucumber aha, which is John's plague that he is, uh, you know, forced oh. upon me. That's oh, so and good. me as well. I have, um, I think, four different uh, six packs in the fridge right now. So uh, do you I got the blueberry, I got the watermelon, I got the honey mm, and peach, and then I have the citrus and green tea. Yeah, uh, let me show you a little peek into your future here. So it's it's a slippery slope, and I said before that I really, really have been jamming the limoncello LaCroix to the point that I found, like I was at my sister's apartment, and she had a candle that was limoncello scented. And I immediately bought a three wick. It's what I'm burning right now in the background. Uh, All right. So you're you're going to get to a point where you're like, not only 
not only do I love the the taste and the the flavors, I need to smell it all the time oh, too. Oh goodness gracious! I poured a uh, Arizona Wilderness La Ciudad IPA, and it tastes great because I'm a hipster. All cunt. right then, I it's unfortunately. We are so far down the rabbit hole in this home that I look like an alcoholic because the amount of cans that I am dumping yeah, into our recycle bin on a daily basis is shocking. Speaking of which, someone stole my trash can la- yesterday. You leave your girlfriend out of this. Was it someone from QAnon? No, well, uh, yeah, I think I'll blame it um, in on QAnon. Um, it's all part of the deep state conspiracy. No, someone switched our trash can, which had two wheels and was fully functioning, with a one wheel with the axle coming off trash can. Okay. So that was that was cool. Um, game respect game. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's free for all. Just go grab whatever you can they take. They have um, barcodes on our trash cans, so Ooh. we're going to try and contact the town that I live in and see if we can try and get them fined for stealing our trash can. I was about to name drop that because it's such a very, like, Republican thing to do. And you are in well, such Well, it's a- not necessarily barcoded. It has a unique, like... No, I'm talking about the, the, the switcheroo. The opportunistic, oh, yes. like, oh, yours works better than mine? Eh, you don't need it. I'll take that. Survival of the fittest. Um, so, or speaking sickest. of... Yes. Stop. Uh, Back into your system. Indeed. I'm Q-Anon. salivating. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles... <clears throat> ru- <clears throat> cabal? What? Sorry. Thank cabal. you. I- I'm going to Ca- have a drink That's here. That's fair. That a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against President Donald Trump, who's Oof. battling them. Leading to a quote day of reckoning involving the mass, ar- mass arrest of journalists and politicians. Mm. Literally right. after that, Wikipedia writes: no part of the theory is based on fact. So it fits. It fits into our podcast very well already. Well, excuse me, but they have alternative facts, and that is just as valid as anybody else's bullshit. Ugh. Listen, it's not the truth. But what is the truth, Michael? So let's say, say Mike, 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 what is the truth? Why? So, like, if you tell a lie, and, and Shane tells a lie, then I tell a lie, then aren't we all technically on the same page? So isn't that a truth? So here's the deal. <laughs> if you wake up one morning and you decide that you were born a fucking cucumber, what, do I have to address you as a cucumber now for the rest of your life? What, do you think you're just going to toss a salad? You're just going to cover yourself in vinaigrette and expect me to eat you? Well, I'm not going to fucking do it because you're not a fucking cucumber. Listen, I'm just saying that if, if Rick, Rick Sanchez, if Rick Sanchez, if he can turn himself into a cucumber for a whole episode to get out of group therapy... Then I don't have to go to therapy with my wife if I if, if if we don't like each other. I don't have to. And what if she decides to use that cucumber instead of me and pickles it in her own special sauce? Huh? What if that makes her wetter than I'm ever going to fucking be able to? That's Wait. unfortunate for me. <laughs> it's unfortunate for you. That's not the way to eat a salad. I know how to eat a salad. I've been to prison. I've seen what happens. Jesus Christ, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Thanks oh. for having me on the podcast, Joe. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this with you. Anyway, uh, so here's some more uh, semi-racist uh, undertones. <laughs> okay, so the Q you is wop. actually... <laughs> hey, at, at least I didn't say the other one, so... Oh, okay. The All Q... Right. 
is a reference to the Q security clearance used by the U.S. military, specifically the Pentagon. Oh, so it's not James Bondage, huh? Nope. Unfortunately not. All right. That's well, double that's O. Thank you. No, but okay. Q branch is oh, you, what no, you're you know, right. they run through. So I just assumed, but that's, yeah. Well, that is an entirely different country, and we don't follow what they do. We yeah. separated for a reason. We are the country, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, the Anon is short for, you guessed it, Anonymous. Um, as you'll see, as I'll explain in a little bit more detail later, the whole conspiracy, uh, which the FBI has determined to be a potential source of domestic terrorism, it started on everyone's favorite website that we have mentioned in the past, 4chan before moving on to its racist big brother, 8chan, and after that closed down and was reopened and rebranded, 8coon. 8chan is false. It is not. 8chan is is a real... It's actually, technically, it's now 8coon, because that website was closed down. (laughs) It's called that. Um, It was shut down after the, I think it's the El Paso shooting? Because the shooter was uh, had explicit ties to 8chan. Jesus. So the website was closed down. I think the owner at the time, the one that created 8chan, closed it down. It's now under new management. Are they technically dark web? Like, uh, I mean, I guess you can access you, it. Okay, you can, so you, you can lurk there. Then no, then it's not. Because my understanding is like if you're on the dark web, like you have to have like logins. Like you have to go through. It's oh, a, it's you gotta use system. proxies and Tor and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm 97 years old, so I don't understand any of your kids' newfangled technologies, and I don't even know what four Chinese so, are supposed to be. So, Shane, let me try and put it in a way that maybe you'd understand. So, um, so back when the wagon it like started becoming a thing. And Wait, were... I invented the wheel, and I never <laughs> got my proper due for that because I trademarked that shit in the sand. The rainstorm was not my fault. <laughs> When they were changing out the wagons to the first cars, and there was rubber wheels and the wooden wheels, you see what uh, I'm actually go- we started with stone, John. It, you know, it's anyway. <laughs> dumb joke aside, Michael, can you continue to disgust me? Um, yeah, sure. I'm gonna quote. So there is actually a podcast that I think I might start listening to, um, mm-hmm. called the QAnon Anonymous, uh, which is actually they cover all sorts of new changing theories uh, coming from QAnon because it is a rapidly changing thing that pretty much encompasses a lot of stuff. Um, I was kind of telling Sean, bef- Sean, Jesus, fuck. How I long was- have we been doing this podcast? <sighs> yeah, what's up, guys? It's, uh, it's Sean. You can, call me, you can call me Sean now. Shane, as I was telling Shane... Fuck um, you, I- Michael. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think I mentioned this. You uh, silly... I was watching... I- <laughs> hey, hey! Guess what? You were Michael, saying you were Michael, watching. You get, to, you get to do your your first favorite thing, which is editing. <laughs> yeah, cool, sweet. Anyway, um, I was watching an hour long video on flat Earth theory. Mm. Um, not a theorist, but a person talking about flat Earth. A uh, baby And halfway through the video, yeah, no, 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 no. He's a round earther. Oh, okay. But Never mind. I he love was you. talking about yeah, yeah, no, I don't watch other people's trash. I watch other people dunk on the trash. Um 
<laughs> yeah, I said it. I but anyway, it. halfway through the episode, while I'm like, okay, he's doing making a lot of good points. He's like, and it's kind of been dying down for a bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know this. That's interesting. Because they all went to QAnon. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Um, the exodus no one wanted, not even God. Yes. So <laughs> QAnon Anonymous is a podcast that covers in very explicit detail, as far as I'm aware, uh, all the goings on within the QAnon, um, like community. All right. Um, and I'm going to quote because Wikipedia had this quote, uh, a co-host from that podcast, um, because his, as I quote, his description is full of tasty little details. That's what I wrote. Okay. He said, there is a worldwide cabal. Thank you. Of Satan worshiping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians, they control the media, they control Hollywood, and they cover up their existence. And they have continued ruling the world were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. Now, Trump in this conspiracy theory knows all about this evil cabal's wrongdoing. But one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected was to put an end to them, basically. And now we would be ignorant of this behind-the-scenes battle of Donald Trump and the U.S. military, that everyone backs him or the evil cabal, were it not for Q. And what Q is, is basically a poster on 4chan, who later moved to 8chan, later renamed 8kun, uh, who reveals details about this secret behind-the-scenes battle, and also secrets about what the cabal is doing, and also the mass sort of upcoming arrest events through these posts. Mm-hmm. So this so they, is the reptilian elite principle that has just been flown over so that, you know, this is essentially Trump versus the reptilian elite, for lack of a better term. And the guy who I mistakes... I bet you there's some people that in within the community that believe that they are reptiloids as well. Okay, well, there um, we are. And they think that the guy who mistakes Adderall for his blood pressure medication is the savior of this whole movement? Yes. Oh, hey, we didn't cover... Not bullshit. Speak, speaking of oh. uh, of bullshit and things like that, did we say how many lies you have in no, part one? No, there are four. Four? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not eight. No, not or eight. Or seven. Four. Uh, nope. Or Coon. Or Coon. Or Coon. Or Chan. So, followers of QAnon also believe that there is an imminent event known as The Storm, mm. in which thousands of people, members of the Cabal, will be arrested possibly sent to Guantanamo Bay and and or face military tribunes tribunals sorry and the military will brutally take over the country the result of the storm will be salvation and utopia on earth okay well if this gentleman is going to be the one to lead us into utopia i will take 1984 any day of the bloody week for sure keep me subjected and chained i will go for it is this am two I, plus two is five? Am, am I getting too ahead of ahead of the topic here by saying um, this this brave statement that Epstein didn't kill himself? Uh, he is part of the conspiracy. He's one of the cabal members. Okay. Um, I think I actually don't know what the community believes. If they believe that he killed himself or that he was framed or killed or something like that, um, I'm not sure. Hey, uh, that's you're aware something that, that I might figure out later. Already, just by posting this episode, that we're flagged on YouTube again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, most okay. certainly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can't be demonetized if we haven't been monetized. So, because <laughs> when a heart breaks, no, it don't break even. Yeah, no, don't break even. No. 
Um, so, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to start from the beginning and kind of lead up to Q. So I'm actually not going to talk about Q in this episode. Um, I'm also, in the future, not going to try and cover a lot of their beliefs because, like I mentioned before, it, they change and uh, other conspiracy theories get enveloped in there. Uh, Flat Earth is part of it. Um, you name the conspiracy theory, it's there. Um, there, I, I was mentioning to Shane, not Sean. Oh my god. I don't god. know why I had that. I almost died of shock. Mini stroke there. Um, I had seen someone, uh, posted, it was on r slash insane Facebook, and someone had posted that the hurricane, uh, Sally that's barreling into, I think, Florida either today or in a couple, well, as of this recording. <laughs> like a drunk it, husband, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, saying that that was actually completely fake. It's all CGI, and NASA pays off the Floridians to make up that, uh, to keep up the facade. I actually could believe that because Florida, uh, I'm going to They're switch too crazy. back into. I'm going to switch back into French now, and I want you to follow my masquerade. Is that clear? <laughs> okay. So before I begin about uh, PizzaGate, is mainly the is the big thing I'm going to be talking about. Um, I want to emphasize something uh, about how 4chan and I presume its brother 8chan or 8coon now operate. Um, I'm only sure about 8 or 4chan. Um, because I lurked on there when I was a freshman and sophomore in college. Yes, I was edgy. Um, but I assume HS operates similar. Yes, exactly. I was the edgiest of lords. Like people would look at me and they would be cut. And um, that's why I'm the time lord. There yes. can be only one. Sorry, as an aside, someone had mentioned, um, uh, my girlfriend told me that one of her coworkers had said that Jeremy Irons would be a good doctor. Okay. And I thought about it, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not something you'd it. immediately expect, but I, I would like to see it. You don't see it? I, I didn't say I didn't see it. Oh, you were shaking your head no, I thought... <laughs> uh, n- no, I'm not bothered by it at all. I think it's, oh, it's yeah, not yeah. a bad call. You know, there was one that I was thinking of uh, relative to having an entirely different take on it, but we had thrown out Idris Alba as a possibility for a James Bond at one point. Ooh, and I went that. by the same rationale as like, you know what? I would actually be interested in seeing him as a doctor. But I mean, granted, in, in often he is not physically imposing as a character. So that might be something that is a little ant- antithetical to who he is. Oh, oh, the doctor himself isn't yes. usually physically imposing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So uh, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That, that was, I was agreeing with him. That was a fair point. I was going to say that a little follow up from my tenant discussion last week mm. that I, I saw a video and someone essentially called it, uh, like a timey wimey James Bond movie. Okay. And the moment that they described it that way, I started thinking about it and it made me like the movie more. And also I desperately want to see it more, but I don't necessarily want to go sit in a theater uh, again for, for a couple weeks. So. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. Thanks for dealing with me. Uh, as I'm also playing with a couple of these in my head as well, I I think Gary Oldman would make a very interesting one as Ooh. well. Is he, yeah. is he English? He is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I was also thinking if we're going on to the, the realm of sort of older characters as well, uh, as a character actor who I love would be Michael Caine. Ooh, Michael Caine. That would have... Michael that would Kane. be a 
beautiful Doctor. I would have. I would actually get back into watching Doctor Who. It would change um, the entire rhythm that you would have had. Now, granted, we're casting males, so my my apologies here that we're going back to the archetypal progenitor here, as opposed to throwing you know female cast members in. But that's somebody who I'd like to see the the cadence, the delivery, everything would be dramatically different. So, anywho, we're we were saying so. Uh, talking about 4chan and how I was an edge lord, not mm-hmm. a time lord. Thank you. Um, but I don't, I never posted. Um, I just Lurk. lurked on All there right. because, yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is unlike the Facebooks and Twitters of the internet where you have an account and your posts are connected with said account, the Chan boards are different. Namely, you don't need an account to post. You can post on 4chan and I presume 8chan anonymously and no one can connect you with that post. Is that bullshit? What? Okay, guess not. No, what part? Um, That you don't need an account to post. No, that's true. You can post completely anonymously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So on July 2nd, 2016, an anonymous poster known as FBI Anon, <laughs> a self-described high-level analysis and strategist, claimed to have, quote, intimate knowledge of the inner workings of the Clinton case. Uh, began offering lies about the 2016 investigation into the Clinton Foundation. Um, this poster, uh, which is what Wikipedia in, uh, referred to these uh, anons, and I kept thinking poser, uh, so I, I just thought that was funny. This poster, um, or imposter, uh, c- claimed that Hil- Hillary Clinton would be imprisoned if Trump became president. Remember that hashtag that got circulated around around this time, mm, lock her up? Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is normally what he does with his women, from my understanding. Uh, you know, just or pay them off. Woof. <laughs> Hashtag pay them off. Um, pay her also, off. the uh, views of the Disinformed Podcast don't reflect the views of the Disinformed Podcast. Is uh, oh yeah, we even did that. Wait for time. John, John to do the apologist uh, of you know. you know. At this at this point, I, I think the blanket disinformed disclaimer is is fine with me because we're yes. we're all in this together here and also we're as we should podcast. make a point to clarify yes we're trying to be funny <laughs> this is not like we are actually trying to give you scathing political commentary so if we're respectful to everybody you're never going to laugh i can guarantee it <laughs> that'd be a Go very ahead, boring Michael. ben shapiro episode for sure I I don't know. You you do a good. Both of you actually do good uh, Shapiro impersonations. So that actually would be quite funny. Tell me again about the wabbits, Larry. <laughs> Around that time, we have another anon, a H L I anon, short for high level insider mm-hmm. anon, uh, who hosted long Q and A sessions, disp- dispensing, sorry, various conspiracy theories, including, and I actually. I found a an archive of it, and I spent about a good 30, 40 minutes reading through the insane, inane, utter bullshit. I'm sorry. Um, so a couple of conspiracy theories that I pulled out were uh, one that claimed that Princess Diana was murdered after trying to stop the September 11th attacks. Yeah, it makes sense. Wow. That time frame doesn't jive at all. But I, I double-checked because I was like, she didn't die in two, 2000. That bullshit? She died that in 97. No, it was God on there. Damn it. Wikipedia specifically mentioned it and I had to search through it in order to find <sighs> where it mentioned Princess Diana. But yes, 
she she was murdered after trying to stop the September 11th attacks. I thought she was murdered four to years up, early. Uh, Elton John album sales is what the argument was, right? I like that one better. <laughs> Wait, is that is that real, Shane? No, I'm just oh, okay. making oh, shit up. I, that was I good. like it, though. I'll take <laughs> oh that God. as a conspiracy theory. Hey, listen, theory. Candle in the Wind is not selling anymore. People don't know who the fuck Marilyn Monroe is. Let's jazz it up a bit. Who we got? <laughs> Princess Diana? Do it. Uh, Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden are the same person. Laden? <laughs> Laden. Whatever. Laden, Laden, Laden. I'm going to okay. go watch that famous film, Aladdin, tonight, and it's uh, very, very Hey, what's that place in Portland? They they probably had po- Polybius there. Uh, was it the Aladdin? Polybius, yes, yes, yes. yes. And then right next door, they have a homeopathy um, clinic. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, yes. Well, all right. Please, piss on me a little bit. Let's, let's see. <laughs> so they said that Obama-Biden, you know, the that running, yeah. um, sounds pretty close to Osama bin Laden. <laughs> they allege. Oh, fuck me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. Nope. Oh my brain. We're. I'm just gonna preface this is we're gonna lose, John. Uh, more than we already normally do. This one's not gonna get it. After I found that one, and I also saw something about the USSR was uh, broken apart because of some sort of funding for some bullshit. And after that, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I also noted that there uh, saw that there was a lot of shit about Hillary Clinton, which you know that was their her tar- she was the target, right? Um, literally what I said, which was the whole point of it, in my opinion. Uh, she was the center of this conspiracy. Um, and speaking of this conspiracy, let's move on to. Pizza Gate. So, Pizza Gate is a debunked, according to Wikipedia, who knows, could still be out there. It actually Ooh. has gained more traction in this year because everything yeah, I else is fucking why. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's um, actually gained uh traction in TikTok for some reason. I kept reading people doing hashtag PizzaGate and TikTok, even though they have no political or no affiliation with QAnon. If you go on to deep TikTok though, like dark dark TikTok. I believe it. There, there are. I, I don't think fuck? we ever want to use the phrase "deep TikTok" deep ever again because something that's inspired by a Kesha song should not ever talk about going deep because you won't get no sleep and you'll be up all night until the early light. Oh, fuck me. Continue. And then you'll have to brush your teeth with a bottle of Jack. Now uh, the so, uh, <laughs> the argument is for PizzaGate, though, if I recall, it is that uh, what is it? Uh, Little Caesars uses uh, fake mozzarella for their pizza. That is PizzaGate, if I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they yes, no, you you were right. And then they yeah. ship them in little Wayfair cabinets, and yeah. they put drugs oh. in it. Oh shoot! I think I'm, I'll probably come across Wayfair because that is also tied to QAnon. It is. Ooh, I, I know that, that one. Yes, because it was yeah, very yeah. recent, as of like three, mm. four months ago. So like six, seven years ago. Yeah, it feels like. Uh, I I think uh, you know we had some of those board shorts, didn't we? Hmm. Are they shoes? We wear short shorts. What the hell? What the hell's a Wayfair? It's a. It's. Uh, God, I, it's a condition. God damn it! I can't God talk about it. Damn it! Shut. Ah! <laughs> oh, is this a reference I'm not supposed to get? No, I'm just I'm being confused. silly. Oh, okay. Anyway, speaking of silly, uh, it's a debunked conspiracy theory that went viral during the 2016 election. Um, for those who don't know or who couldn't remember. Uh, I also wrote, I know the 2016 election feels like a decade ago, but honestly has only been less than four years. Mm. Wait, so it's 2020 now and 2016 was only four years ago? I know. 
it's it's yeah. mind trippy. Don't call bullshit. I'm just no, going to no, tell no. you it's true. We've only aged unnaturally in this time frame. <laughs> time apparently is still moving the way it's supposed to. Okay. Uh, so anyways, in March 2016, the personal email account of John Podesta, Bless Hillary you. Clinton's, yes, exactly, <laughs> Hillary Clinton's campaign manager was hacked. Um, I don't know why I wrote specific information on how it was hacked. It doesn't matter. No one cares about and that. And one. Exactly. WikiLeaks published his emails in November 2016. However, before that, on October 30th, 2016, a Twitter account that that usually posts white supremacist material uh, falsely claimed that the NYPD had discovered a pedophilia ring linked to members of the Democratic Party while searching through someone else's emails. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy was named Anthony Weiner. Uh, he was a former politician and convicted sex offender. Uh, wasn't it uh, also pronounced Weiner, depending upon who you talked to? I didn't want to try and pronounce that. I didn't want to give you ammunition. Uh, if, I'm yes, sorry. I've, I have actually heard it <laughs> pronounced that way, so we're going to go oh. with Weiner. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Then Vina. I will admit that I was incorrect with that. Oh, I don't Anthony know. Anthony Weiner. That this oh. is not certifiable. I just anytime I've heard him referred to, it was always Anthony Weiner. So okay, it could have been enough. people being funny for once, but you never know. Who knows? Uh, so during the whole month of November, WikiLeaks published Clinton's campaign manager's emails. And Pizzagate theorists combed through the emails, alleging that they contained code words for pedophilia and human trafficking. James Alephantis, the owner of Comet Ping Pong, a pizza shop in New York, was mentioned in the emails. Um, because I think he was either married or dating someone that was a Clinton supporter or something like that. I All didn't right. write down the connection, but he was mentioned in the emails. So he was added to the search where members of the theory trawled his social media accounts. Say trawled? Citing photos. Trawled. T-R-A-W-L-E-D. Oh, I thought, I thought you were fucking up trolled. Uh, <laughs> no. Christ, I wouldn't do that. There's some words that I know how to pronounce, no matter how dead inside and outside I am. Well, yeah. Now, here's the funny thing. is, If they're talking about their code words, uh, wouldn't it be funny if in all these emails it was like, you know, Bernie is the code that they were using for the pedophilia ring? <laughs> Just really that throw you actually, off the yeah. scent. <laughs> we really got to get Bernie out of the race right now. I got to tell you. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Um, I want to beat Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Citing photos of children, like his goddaughters, uh, basement construction, and letters from Clinton as evidence of purported wrongdoing. Users claim some words in Alephantis' emails, for example, cheese pizza was code for child porn. Note the first letters. Uh-huh. Uh, and 40 extra large subs was code for 40 satanic, X for sideways cross, meaning opposite of God, meaning Satan, sacrifices. Okay. This story was picked up by other fake news websites like InfoWars, ran by Mr. Alex, they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay, Jones. My favorite quote have from you, him. Have you guys seen the, the very recent video of him running after someone who was talking shit to him on the street? Like calling no. him a piece of shit? It is the no. f- watching Alex Jones try and go from an angry brisk walk to a sprint after somebody while telling him, shut the fuck up, walk away, while the person is literally shutting the fuck up and walking away, is one of the best things that I've seen. I will try and find that so that you can throw it in the show notes. 
And please, to, you know, stay on top of our usual through lines here. If we've learned nothing from Jurassic Park, it's that many frogs can actually change their genders in a single gender environment in order to keep perpetuating their species. So you don't have to turn the frickin' frogs gay. The frogs can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, like life, uh, life finds a way. It does indeed, yes. Um, it was, uh, also promoted by such people such as Minecraft creator Marcus Notch Person. Bless you. P- per person? Person. Person. I don't know. P-E-R-S-S-O-N. I think it's Swedish or something. It's probably so. still Pearson, but, you know, we'll go with it however you want to. Yes. So everyone involved with or even tangentially related to Comet Ping Pong faced harassment. Even bands who had performed there at some point were lumped into the conspiracy. Um, there was actually two bands. I think one of them was like called Heavy Breathing. That oh. had to um, mute or censor all of their YouTube video comments because people were just flooding them. Kind of like what we dealt with with the urine That's therapy. not a real band. I think it was Heavy Breathing. I can double check. I Give just me- love the concept of a band called Heavy Breathing. It's just an ASMR band. <laughs> it's either that or like the radio interview chuckles would just be amazing. We have a we have heavy breathing on the line here, gentlemen. Uh, here we go. So uh, heavy breathing is an American rock band from Washington D.C. formed in 2010 by guitarist Eric Jackson, okay. and drummer. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, does it say their their hit single? What really put them on Billboard? It's the uh, it's called. <sighs> Nope, they have, uh, oh, I'm sorry, they released three albums, Body Problems, Airtight, and CPR. Fuck off and kill yourself. <laughs> no, I actually believe. Hey, hey, guess what? No, 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 this is even better. John, do you remember the, um, the band that you did a, uh, interview with, with Shane? What was the genre that you called yourself? They were a party rock band, as I recall. Oh. Heavy breathing's genres are dance rock and noise rock. All right. And now, John, you've misrepresented because, as I recall, because I have followed their career, their hit single was Are You Alone in the House? <laughs> I like that. All right. That's, that's better. Continue, like that Michael. Better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see here. Even nearby pizza shops suffered as well. Um, finally, and this is the last point that I'll make. Someone decided to take action. Mm-hmm. On December 4th, 2016, a 28-year-old from Salisbury, uh, Edgar Madison Welch of Welch's The Juice fame, arrived at Comet Ping Pong and fired three shots from an AR-15-style rifle that struck the restaurant's walls, a desk, and a door. Welch later told police that he had planned to, quote, self-investigate the conspiracy theory. That's how you find tumors. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. All right. <laughs> it took me a moment to click there. So I got um, an old six shooter here. <laughs> he saw himself as the potential hero of the story, a rescuer of children. And that is an important point to make. Um, a theory that I've heard as to why so many people have lashed onto this QAnon uh, story is precisely that. <laughs> because it's children, a story. Children are their primary consumers over at Welch's, so he wants oh, to make Jesus sure Christ. he keeps the profit margins up. Listen, if all the children disappear, oh who's going to buy the jelly? <laughs> who's who's going to get the great? Who gets the juice box? 
Also, what the I, fuck's going to happen to the juice box, kids? I feel like, again, we have to say, this is just jokes. We're not saying the child... Their children being abducted is funny. It's not. Obviously, take a fucking joke. And Ugh. we're definitely saying, though, that Welch's, the juice company, would try to save the children if yes. they knew that they were being yes, in danger. Yes, they are. They are because they're Batman in the scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or um, Phoenix Jones. So, as... <laughs> actually, that is... Actually, now that I think about it, that there are more connections to Phoenix Jones than I expected, but... Prepare for the cut, because with a name like Smuckers, it's going to get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I like it. <sighs> but but the reason why I now realize that Phoenix Jones actually has a couple... Uh, he's not connected. He, If anything, he would be on the side of light, because he's a cool guy and Indeed. everything these people are. Oh, wow, but that's racist. He's a cool guy. He's on the side of light. Trust me, that's that's... Anyway, all right, moving on. Jesus Christ! A guys. lot of these people have sort of yeah, exactly. Uh, that can I just say that I I want to uh, call your story into question. I'm going to say it's a lie. He didn't say he wanted to do it because he intended to save the children. He actually did it because he welched on a bet. <laughs> what is he fucking George Amberson? <laughs> I'm sore, and I don't mean like I'm angry like a guy in the 40s. I mean, I'm... I'm sorry, Michael, please. Good lord. This is what happens okay. when we start getting slap happy as we go completely no, off no, topic. No, you're good. I'm you're sorry. Good. We're, almost, we're almost done. We're, we're almost, almost done, home. I promise. Give me the pizza. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, no. as long as it isn't cheese pizza. So, a story that I like, and I'll just repeat this part. A story, a theory that I've heard as to why so many people latch onto this uh, story is precisely that because it's a story. It's one that you can have control over by being aware of this conspiracy. You can play the good guy or be the hero, mm-hmm. right? So, it takes something that's complicated like the world, reality, society, etc., and it breaks it down into simpler concepts where everything that goes bad against you is. The cabal of Satan-worshipping cannibal child abusers, right? And you have a good guy. You have a team that's going for you. You have the Avengers, led by Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounded so dirty in my uh, coming out of my mouth. Uh, but, saying uh, that okay, he's one of so, the Avengers is just like being like, yeah, you have a Hulk, but he's neurodivergent. You know, like... <laughs> Uh, no. I take offense to that He's... as someone who is neurodivergent, okay? Uh, listen, I think if we're going to have him represented by any kind of superhero character, he's going to be like the thing. We're just going to call him the Cheeto. Can he be Howard the Duck? No. He's got his haircut, Aww. but he's, you no, know, people and his respect foul mouth. Howard, people respect Howard the Duck. Come on. <laughs> fair. No, you're fair, fair, fair. The Cheeto. Okay, mm-hmm. I like the Cheeto. What's his superpower? Annoyance. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. So he's like a bee. Subversion of facts, inability to tell a coherent narrative. Uh, he can grab anything by its pussy. I mean, there's also, so many. He, uh, he has a he Preach. has an exhaustion perk where he can have a stroke once per three months and just absorb it and continue. And apparently, that's okay. <laughs> I swear, I did not have strokes in November. I was just going in for a checkup. Listen, I know how to drink water. It's what I do when I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it's it's not a big deal. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it could have been heavy water. I haven't had a stroke for at least two hands. I I haven't had a stroke for at least two weeks. I know because my wife sends me invoices. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, completely unrelated. How do you clean? How do you clean cum off a face mask? <laughs> Very carefully. No, you get a new one. Find out tonight on Meet the Press. <laughs> so, the end of this story. No one was harmed. And Mr. Welch was arrested by cops shortly after. He later said that he regretted how he handled the situation, but he did not dismiss the theory, and he rejected the description of it as fake news. Actually, he said, just blame it on the juice. (laughs) (laughs) That will be next week. Oh, dear God. Um, Some conspiracy theorists speculated the shooting was a staged attempt to discredit their investigations. So he got casted out. Oh. He's... And with that, we will end Pizzagate. Or castrated. He was castrated. So there was not a single lie that we caught, Mr. Mr. John. No. We missed I the feel, mark. I feel even more embarrassed about that because Michael said he just finished this up. Like, he had another topic that he was going to do and gave us this option, and we jumped on it. So, like, yes. he had less time to prep these, these lies or presentation. And by the way, on a uh, – just you finishing this presentation so quickly – well done. I literally had a hair up my ass yesterday because I didn't want to prep hair for the labs I had to cover. Would, would you please a literal hair? Leave gonna, the rabbits alone. His name was Edgar. Um, are you going to plug uh, Manscaped I, now? I, he's going to no, plug himself. because I have a hair up my ass. If I that's what it's for. Did Manscaped, I wouldn't after that. Yeah, because yeah. and and it would be efficient, and you wouldn't it wouldn't cut you or no. hurt you in any way. John, no, he's getting hair plugs. <laughs> yeah, why would I need Manscaped? I was born. Okay, Smooth. I should. Okay, maybe not have been a literal. It should have been like a plug of hair, but you know, suffering succotash. <laughs> anyway, so the lies. Okay, any any that, last? Stabs? I'm sorry, no. that was funnier than you gave me fucking credit for because it would literally be suffering succotash <laughs> if you were shoving hairs up your ass. <laughs> okay, I give it to you. All right. Thank you. Uh, no, I have no, absolutely nothing that I can interject give me the sweet here. Release of death, please. Okay. The Q is a reference to the security clearance uh, used by the U.S. military, specifically the Pentagon. It is not used by the U.S. military. It is actually a uh, high-level security clearance used by the Department of Energy. Oh. Yes. I have no idea why they reference the Department of Energy, considering it's the military that's a big deal about it. Uh, or that's that's part of the whole conspiracy aspect of it. So the fact that it's called Q, I don't know. So we're but, I was I was you know sniffing around there with the James Bond nonsense, but okay, all right. Yep. And so the next one. Um. So you almost got something, John. Okay. Uh, with the four chan question. Okay. Yes, you can post anonymously. But I made a mention that no one can connect you with that post. Oh, fuck. so that part is a lie. Okay. Specifically, you have to you have to have someone that's very motivated in order to track, um, and you can easily shake them off. But your router's IP address can be ex- accessed through that. Got it. So if you just if I were to go on to 4chan right now and just post random shit, if someone really got a hair a wild hair up their ass again, or Man, a plug, you are, who knows? I wasn't. Did something happen in the household? Did you uh, have a little things happen betwixt the sheets and you need to talk about it I, with somebody? Is, this a, is it watership down over there right now? What the hell's happening? I mean watership down? My therapist says I don't have to talk about it. So I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, we're going to have to save this for after dark. Well, uh, we'll hair, hair today, gone tomorrow, apparently. <laughs> True that. Um, but you can easily get around this and have your IP address like if you use a VPN. 
Um, or, or, you know, essentially that the whole idea that you can post freely on these websites and not get doxxed, essentially, where, where someone can figure out your identity is kind of a myth. Unless you're smart and you are computer savvy, but I can't just go on there and be like, I think everyone should die or something like that. Like, there have been, I recall back when I lurked on 4chan, there were a couple of cases where people would talk about blowing up their schools or something like that, and people from 4chan would actually figure out and connect those posts with people so and get them So, there have been good things that have come from that horrifically fucked up site. Very rarely, but yes. Okay. Other than gushing grannies. And blood lube. Uh, blood lube is mine, thank you. I would yeah. say that we have used more trigger words in this episode than in any of the others over the past year or so. Well, trigger speaking, is just a dog's name, my friend. <laughs> speaking of trigger words, um, 40 extra large subs being code for 40 <laughs> satanic sacrifices. That's, that's All right. A well done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, good job. Cheese pizza is actually uh, can be considered code. And the funny part was that the reason why I knew that people had done that is because that is actually a code for some worse image boards on 4chan. Um, the ones that I never went to, I went to a video game general and I followed my waifu at the time because again, I wasn't that you much of an introvert as much as I like to say. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was a dating simulator. I followed their threads. You are becoming anyway, more and more understandable as this goes on. Uh, I mean, if, if we're not your therapists, my friend, I know this is a therapeutic activity, but you don't need to confess everything to us. I, I mean, I am technically uh, a minister, but I, you know, I don't need to hear your sins. Parmesan. The reason why I mention that is because there have been cases where people reference the use of cheese pizza, mainly in the pornographic boards to denote people that are not of age. Gross. Exactly. Grow up and be so an the adult. fact that these people from you. a website that has been known to do that in the past were searching for it, I thought was almost ironic. Uh, saying, "Oh, we know this. We know the kind of things that we that to search for because we've done it ourselves." Can we also like uh, harken back to our own material here and and say that it is really funny and illustrative of the tumble dryer society that we exist in. That we are known to say most of the religious affiliations that people have with Satan and any allusions to being affiliated with the Dark Lord are intended by their nature to be incendiary. And they are doing this just to inflame individuals of other religious beliefs. And then it, by process of, you know, how it's manifested, everyone's like, oh, it's all Satanists. All these Satanists are doing these things. It's like, okay, so you've, you've fed into the system and now it's coming back around that, oh, yes, it's always all these Satanists where if you took five seconds to really investigate any church affiliated with Satan, you would note they don't really believe in some, you know, fallen angel or demonic entity that yeah. they are deriving their power from. Yeah. Yeah. So the last lie, I'm surprised you guys didn't get it. Um, his last name is Welch, but he's not of Welch's the Jews. Okay. Like I thought, fame. but I felt so he fucking actually, I, To John's credit, he was shaking his head while you were saying it, so I thought he was going to call it, and that's I why I started felt, I joking. I felt so slap-happy by that point where like, I'd said so many, I, I stabbed at so many things, and I was like, you know what? 
I don't give a shit. <laughs> like this is all fucking so so ludicrous. Like, uh, but I had to I had to bite with that one because I'm like his last name is Welch. Uh, I I I can't say no to that. Plus, that's, uh, that's just too we easy. had a lot of fun because of it. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's uh, so what's what's intro QAnon 101 and Pizzagate. What happens on part two? Like what's what. Um, so part two, I think instead of covering more, I, I will probably cover the, uh, intro of QAnon. I probably won't cover a lot of their theories or a lot of their conspiracies, but I'll cover more, uh, the events that are associated with QAnon. Okay. Now, yes. uh, we can tease that Q is a time traveler like, uh, Bill and Ted, right? Isn't that a Star Trek reference? Bill and Ted? No, Q. I know who Bill and Ted are. I've seen the first two movies. No, Q is, uh, we've talked about this. Q is a James Bond character. That's what they're alluding to. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so, um, that's, that's it. Well, that's, that's, the that episode. was very entertaining and enlightening and, uh, juicy. And how? Oh, much juice. Uh, uh, we're also sponsored by Welch's. Just so you guys. Not know. after this episode, we're not. Actually, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to cut that part. So we're actually sponsored by Juicy Juice, and uh, that's why I decided to throw in that last lie there. Oh, I see. Well, uh, drink some Juicy Juice. Michael, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Now, so, like, with Mango? Uh, <laughs> if you're talking about the SNL character, Mango, yes, I bet you'd go for it. Uh, huh? Anyway, you were saying, John, hello? take me out of this awkward, huh? Uh, I was going to say, if we want to uh, want to, to get onto the... the and like if we're if we're gonna land and we're gonna leave the episode here, uh, tie it back into the uh, top five. Not my pizza. And Michael, if you want if you want to report back next week with your top five uh, island directors to have their collected works, you can. But I think I have mine. I, I wrote them almost immediately after or Ooh, right before. Okay. We the, I just knee jerk reactions. So I didn't want to think too hard about it. I just wanted to like yeah. just really roll with it. It's a good uh, idea. And I've always said the the rules of this game are always that this is not something that is intended to last eternally. This is just something that kind of it comes up. It's intended to be on the sperm of the moment, as I tend to say. And uh, you, you do want to sort of, you know, just roll with the punches. Give your, you know, give me your top five directors. Yeah. Um. So what I have here. Uh, and it's in no particular order, because, right. you know. Um, and also, you know, the caveat is, again, you're just going to be watching these people's material. So it's not necessarily saying they're just your favorite directors, but you want to kind of have something that's going to last you when you're stuck on an island with no other entertainment. Yeah, so the the number, or the first one that I wrote down was purely from that approach. And Steven Spielberg, I think, has such a wealth of movies that it'd be worthwhile to have him on there. Even if I don't love all of his movies, just there's such a... He's gone a lot of different areas with his directing. Mm-hmm. And some some of those movies in there are just generally like lifetime enjoyable over yeah, and over absolutely. again. Um I threw Martin Scorsese on there because not only are most of his movies fantastic, but also they are long. So you are going to do the uh you know, you're gonna pass more time having them on. Mm-hmm. Uh I well, and also for the overlap of our Venn diagram here, because that also falls into some of the categories I'm going to be talking about. You also have someone who has a very broad array of material that they've done, because I mean, Kundun is in the man's wheelhouse here. 
Uh, he's he's not just always, though people tend to associate him just with the crime films, he has done things in many genres and has a wide spectrum of material that he's offered. So Scorsese is a good one to go with. For sure. Um, I also threw Tarantino on there just because I, I can't, I don't think I'd be able to exist without watching any Tarantino movie ever again. Mm-hmm. And I need your help, Shane or Michael. The the dude who did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the Cornetto trilogy, as they call it. Uh, he did Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. S- no, I almost said Simon Pegg, but he wasn't he, the director. Yeah, uh, he did Baby Driver as well, I think. Really? Uh, he's uh, um, yeah, I'm going to be spacing on it, but he was the gentleman that they originally hired on to do Ant Man as well, right? Yeah, Edgar yeah, yeah, Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright. There you go. Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, and then finally, Christopher Nolan. Okay. Or Nolan, uh, Nolan Brothers, if you will. I guess I missed yes. Cohen. I missed Cohen in there, but I, I don't know. Yep. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I will start off uh, Cohen Brothers as a as a definite for my own here. I'm giving Michael a little more time to formulate thoughts uh, because, again, the sheer breadth and depth of their material between you know from Blood Simple all the way through Raising Arizona into, you know, Lebowski and everything. Uh, and then also your Inside Llewellyn Davis, like, uh, on top of True wait, Grit. Wait, the Coen brothers did Raising Arizona? Yeah. Yes. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, the Coen brothers are all over oh. the board, man. Their film, I mean, uh, one of my absolute favorites of the Coens is No, Bro- uh, no Country for Old Men. Which is not something you would have typically correlated with them if you just saw it on a poster somewhere. That does not strike you as one of their films. So they have hmm. a lot of shades and gradients they work with. Um, I just went down a Fincher hole recently. And so David Fincher still being my favorite director. Uh, he factors in there. Ridley Scott, uh, oh, one that a- I'm going to throw in. I debated throwing him in there as well. Yes, uh, Tarantino, of course, because I, I cannot pass up on Tarantino. And then the last spot is either going to be, I have an argument, a war with myself. If I'm trying to fill in niches that I haven't touched, uh, I, I thought about Kevin Smith. But if I really am being true to myself, I'd probably go Scorsese as well. Uh, but those are the two warring factions presently because I need something that's a little more. Kevin Smith has done horror films at this point. And is adding another one into the world this year, uh, so that'll be oh. interesting. But also, just I love his oeuvre, it, as weird as it is. Is it Moose Jaws? No, it's a, a slasher horror that is based on some sort of like pumpkin-headed thing. I forgot. I saw the trailer, and it's it's left my brain already. Let's just hope that he doesn't cast his daughter in it, because I don't think he he's... he did. Okay, come on. Oof. It's this is his wheelhouse Oof. now. Is he's he's been casting his friends from the moment that he started, sir. So it's uh, not going to change. Johnny Depp's daughter in there as well. I'm not certain she's in it, but uh, we'll, oh. we'll have to do a little research and dive in. So those are my picks. Now, Michael, I I okay, want so to again. You have the two cineasts amongst us who are going to all obviously offer, and he and I share a lot of similar tastes. So we've covered a lot of things that are. On the same sort of levels here. So I'm keen to hear what you would consider to be, you know, your faves. So I would definitely go for something like the Coen Brothers because I loved Raising Arizona because it's a it's a Nick Cage flick. But also John Goodman's great actor. Mm, that is and the fact true. that it was shot like in Tempe. And I mean, like the the store that he stole diapers from was actually at the Safeway that's right next to a university, or the the main university in Tempe. Like, that's cool. And and the last shot in there was actually at the Sun Devil Stadium, 
um, before they built up a lot of the stuff that's there now. Okay, so like, really cool. The same, I like that sort of. By connection. the same rationale, you're going to throw Hitchcock in here because the opening sequence of Psycho features, you know, downtown Phoenix. Is that? No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're oh, fired. Shit. It's oh. the it's the the you know, westward hoe or the valley hoe, depending. Oh. It, the the opening okay, yeah, scene is yeah. a helicopter shot that flies into the yeah. you know hotel there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it would actually it would a lot of my picks would probably be like I I would say Kubrick because I really oh. love The Shining and I, yep. I I haven't seen a lot of his old I haven't seen a lot of his movies. But old. considering how much I enjoy The Shining, I would want to see his sort of cinematography, how he well, directs. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is, a, is another too. one. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. You're right, I've forgotten about I that. have not seen either. I actually, and you're going to be upset, I haven't seen that uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a Kubrick's but there's a lot fantastic, of good ones. yes. Yes, exactly. So I'd want to do that, the Coen brothers. Um, I, I guess Hitchcock, I'm... I, I, yes, because the way that he describes horror mm-hmm. would be really interesting to me because, uh, I can't remember the exact quote and, and you might be able to help me, Shane, but, uh, it's the idea that it's not that there's a bomb underneath mm-hmm. and that the audience knows that there's a bomb. It's that when it's going to go off. Yes. It's, it's something to that effect. The idea is that, that is, you, it's always more terrifying what you manifest in your mind than what you actually present on the screen. So something that is occurring yes. off screen, it has a great deal more tension. So yes, it's the ticking bomb principle is you don't know when the bomb's going to go off. So it's anticipatory. Yes. And then I think it's um I'm going to uh, I'll just say I think he's Mike Flanagan, the guy that did uh Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um I know he's done other movies. Um so I you're just hey, you're are, grabbing at any name that you could remember from a director a, well, now. No, not necessarily. Okay. Um I'm I'm on a a sort of horror or uh like a a very intellectual side of it almost like i wouldn't say existential okay horror but like something to that effect like that's why i gravitated more towards the kubrick and the the uh um hitchcock because they didn't have a lot of the fancy right. cgi and stuff to use so they had to rely the thing that i always think about when i think of existential horror uh there was a youtube video that i watched years ago i'm not going to draw on about it but the idea is that like i think it was resident evil okay the first Resident mm-hmm. Evil game on the PlayStation, they had the fog that obscured everything because the PlayStation's graphics it, were yeah. so, like, yes, it couldn't handle it. So instead of rendering far and making it look like crap, they only rendered very small, close-up areas, and they obscured the rest with fog. But that created such a, like, a tension, like, it terrified you because you didn't know what you were going to run mm-hmm. into. And so I think I gravitate more towards those older movies because these uh, directors, these pieces had to rely more on that sort of unknown mm-hmm. and they couldn't just animate it. Yeah. Same principle exists with, uh, Alien for Ridley Scott and yeah. that same, yes. the, you know, the drama is what you don't see. I but will, also you're, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I will watch that documentary for the making of Alien over and over and over again. Yes. It's endlessly fascinating how in the seventies that they pulled off such a rich, like the set design alone. And I think it's kind of what Michael's getting at, like, using mm. uh, practical effects, you know, like using mm-hmm. ways to, you know, to make it larger than life while not having what the modern luxuries that we have. Like if CGI existed, I don't think alien actually would have been as effective. Right. And it's the jaws principle to harken back to, to Spielberg as well of just like, you know, the less you see is better. 
because uh, you don't want to actually have to pull this thing out of the water all the time. So when it actually does happen, that shock is really impactful. But the other thing is John Carpenter's The Thing was the first thing that popped into my mind as well. Oh, of, thank you. Know, you. Thank where you, for you manifest yeah. something like that where you don't show it for a very long time. And then because it's also us, when they do start morphing it into other things, it's even more shocking because you've kind of been lulled into this weird false sense of security and then your paranoia ramps up. So, yeah, good good call there. I would also, uh, I think I'm at, what, three or four? Um, I think you're at four. I'll just end it. Okay, so then I would say Carpenter, uh, in part because uh, he actually, I think he also composed at least a couple, uh, for a couple of his mm-hmm. movies. He's actually a, composed, yes. a composer, a music the, writer now, and I've listened to a lot of his stuff. The uh, Halloween um, theme is a Carpenter. Uh, he did, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what he does nowadays instead of direct, and his, it's it's that, it's it's almost an Aja-inducing, like, that sort of you don't know how it's going to go. It's very, it's mm-hmm. very tensiony, but it's not like it's going to drive you crazy with it. It's just like that little like, like like the Halloween theme is a very right. apt description for the kind of music that I he would does. Know. Six eight um, anywhere. Uh, you would really also enjoy getting to have you know they live in your wheelhouse at any given moment Ooh. as well. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Well, thank you for going down the rabbit hole with me, yeah. gentlemen. I no, will probably was... start doing this a little more frequently with things because it's fun to kind of get to know us better, but also it's it's a good conversation starter for me. Yeah, that was a good uh, decompression mm-hmm. off of the, uh, you know. The 40 extra large subs yeah. uh, that we dealt with. Uh, I prefer the 40 extra large doms uh, is more of my way to approach things. So That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Though I can't imagine them getting along at, what, at all. That's why it's fun to watch. Exactly. That's that's Fair that's point. entertaining yeah. TV, baby. Uh well, thank you all for being here as per usual uh disinformants and uh, ladies and germaphobes. We are always happy to have you. Please keep coming back weekly. Also, as I missed this during our social networking plugs, I need to can get back into the habit of adding this. Every Friday, you can find our video companion podcast on YouTube disinformed after dark which we are going to be cutting to in mere moments once we finish this episode where we will decompress and we will let our files compress from this uh recording session and we will talk about more hypothetical things brought to us by chuck klosterman in most instances but uh, may also be brought to us by me in the future and all of us if we start coming up with some more desert island top five discussions yes. that we can get into Ooh. And since you're going to be engaged with us on social networking, uh, it is going to be very important because we have something that's going to require you being engaged with our social networks. <gasps> we are planning on putting up a poll on our Twitter account for all of you lovely listeners to be able to vote on what the next fan fiction we will be reading and recording will be. And so, Michael, do you have the pitch again for which uh, stories we uh, plan to present to everybody? Uh, yeah, I can do that. So we have Crazy Stupid Insane Love, wherein Cthulhu meets some other elder gods for a spicy rom-com. Which I'm um, intrigued by immensely. Right. We have My Immortal, the sequel, the unofficial <laughs> fan sequel written in the same prose as the Fuck original. That. We have I'm not, or I'm sorry, I'm not okay. Uh, Ravens, the character Willow, uh, fanfic. Very similar, but significantly better quality. And yeah. then 
Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles, the Christian version of Harry Potter written by a housewife. A bored housewife, in fact. Yes, as we discussed last week. I think something that we can also do, because our socials are... Our our, our collective social, like, disinformed, is still kind of fresh. Like, we don't have as much Mm -hmm. following there. Um, We can all take to our own personals as well and create a no context. Even if you've not heard the podcast, and I hope, you know, that maybe we can direct them to listen then. But maybe with those options, just, you know, throw up a little Instagram poll or a, a Facebook post of, like... Which one of these sounds more intriguing to you? Just yes. No, no context. If if an audiobook existed for one of these four things, what would you want? Would you rather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, there you go. So I'll yeah, I'll, I'll get on that on my end too. Cool. Sounds perfectly reasonable. So we will also include a link to that Twitter post, which we'll leave up for a week, let's say, to give us ample time for everybody to have access. Uh, and that will be a week from when we post this on Monday. So you can all join in because I believe the air date for this particular episode is going to be Monday, the 21st of September. So we will leave that thing up through the 28th and then, you know, uh, we'll have our decision at that point. We'll see you in the future, baby. Oh, yes. Flashing forward and flash dancing. Okay. That just sounds fun. So, anything else that we would like to add in, gentlemen, before we go relieve ourselves of our lives and ambitions? Uh, hail Satan and birds aren't real. Indeed. Parmesan be praise. Good points. And, uh, you know, as Hitchcock would say, it's, uh, you know, all for the birds. <sighs> anyway. Uh, uh. Yes, well, I believe that is going to wrap everything up into a glorious, compressed, and painful panini. So for the Disinformed Podcast, I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And in the words of our warrior poet, Gerard Wee, so long and good night. So long and good night. Ah.